beyond labels, titles, and roles exists the true you. And living from the inside out helps you peel past those layers to reveal who you actually are at your core. How do I know? I've been purposefully pursuing this path for several years, awakening to the knowledge that you're not the thoughts you think, you're separate from them. My name is Bridget Blythe-Briere, and I spent a long time being an imposter in my own life, including 15 years clinging to a career I thought I had to. In fact, I believe that a lot of us are hiding behind what we think we're supposed to do and who we think we're supposed to be. And that's why I created this podcast. As I really get to know the true me, I'm sharing it with you, intending for these episodes to provide you with guideposts to pursue your own path to do the same. I call it being socially responsible, taking accountability for thoughts, actions, and reactions to help yourself get out of your own way, create a deeper connection to yourself and the world around you, and to show up as who you're truly meant to be. Let's go. Hi. There's just so much that I want to talk about and share with you, which is always the case, but I usually have an easier time narrowing down a topic to talk about, so we're going to see where this goes and how it goes. You know, since last week's little dissection and talking about following feelings, story revealing, healing, I don't know about you, but I've been extra mindful of the reactions that I have to things and stories I'm telling myself, things being, you know, whatever happens in, a, in, in my daily life. And in fact, a new friend of mine, who is a woman that I recently connected with because we align so much on mindset and self-improvement. And actually, you're going to be hearing from her later this month because she's the next guest for the Conversations series. Anyway, she was saying how she's working on not apologizing all the time for everything. And that got me reflecting. And I realized that my version of that is to constantly make myself small. And this happens pretty consistently in several ways. And one of them is proclaiming, I'm not good at that. I won't be good at that. I don't know how to do that. That sort of thing. That ego part of me, as in that part that wants to make me myself separate from others and you know thinks it's protecting me and myself that self-identity that's been created by thoughts and experiences that ego part has a really hard time not being good at things which i think is pretty normal people don't tend to like to be good bad at things right we prefer to be good at them but for me this is so much so an issue in the ego space that this little defense mechanism has been developed where I sort of alert those around me that I already know I suck at this. Now, on the flip side, when I do this, when I say I'm not going to be good at that or I know I suck at this, if I do turn out to be okay or good at whatever it is that I've said I'm going to suck at, the ego can inflate a little bit. Like, oh, I'm actually better than I thought. Isn't that amazing? And it's this little mind game. Does that resonate at all with anyone? Is that something you've ever done? I also tend to brush things off as no big deal when I could actually be modestly proud 
and allow it to feel good, like a compliment. I love to deflect those. Or I'll feel as though if someone says something kind and uplifting to me that I have to do the same thing back rather than just accept and thank. And it becomes this strings attached situation in my mind. Anyone else ever encounter that sort of thinking and behavior? I mean, it's great because there's this awareness around these behaviors. Oh, look at me. I'm dimming my light. I'm dulling my soul shine in all these little ways. You know, just as my friend who I told you about earlier is aware that she's dimming her light by constantly apologizing. But now what? I say we make a deal to do something about this because there's no reason that we can't all shine bright. And now I have that Rihanna song in my head. Shine bright like a diamond. Shine bright like a diamond. <laughs> Seriously though, it's good advice. And yet, it's proving to be a challenge to put it into action, to shine and be big and be bright. And I want to tell you about this imagery that I hold about myself that I'm working to release because I've been carrying around this imagery in my mind for as long as I can recall without really being aware of it, if that makes sense. So when I picture me, specifically as it relates to other people, like being seen by other people, I picture my face as blurry. Like I literally see me in my own mind with an unrecognizable face. And it goes along with the story that I've toted around that I'm not worthy of being truly seen. Now, this is a very confusing narrative anyway, but it was especially so when I was working in TV and my job was to be seen. Like, no wonder I had such a hard time. I was resisting internally that very important aspect of visually presenting the news and being seen. And even still to this day, I am so often certain that people won't remember me after we've met that I almost always reintroduce myself at least the second time I see them, if not the third or fourth time as well. And this is like beyond social niceties. This is, as I said, part of an inner narrative of not, you know, feeling like I'm not enough and that I'm not worthy of being seen. And admittedly, this is not a new revelation or a new piece of awareness for me. I've been conscious of this for a while now. And I mean, listen, like I can trace it back to childhood and having busy parents and parents who divorced and being an only child. And it doesn't matter. You know, it's, it's the fact that there's the awareness now, right? That's what matters. But the question becomes, among many questions, but a big question is like, why, if you know something like this about yourself or about, you know, your behaviors, you're aware of it why don't you just knock it off, right? Like, why don't I just stop? Stop it. <laughs> okay, well, part of it, let's answer that question. Part of it is the clinging of the ego. The ego in us loves to hold tight to things, even hurtful things. 
know, it's part of the reinforcement that it gets as far as the identity that's been created around experiences and thoughts and stories. And what it comes down to is that change is hard. So you're aware. And not only are you aware, but you also like kind of get what the ego is up to. Great. But when push comes to shove, making a change requires what? That's right, work. <laughs> Releasing patterns of behavior and limiting beliefs is challenging and it is work. And right now I'm actually reading this book that I highly recommend. It's called How to Do the Work, Recognize Your Patterns, Heal from Your Past, and Create Yourself. It's written by Dr. Nicole LaPera, who is a psychologist, and she now goes by the title Holistic Psychologist. And I started following her on Instagram a few years ago when my friend Christy Dole, who was, you'll recall, our guest from the first Conversation Series episode, Christy told me about her. And right away, I clicked with and loved Dr. LaPera's content and everything she was saying. She's sharing all these things that I felt really connected to and felt like I knew and understood deep down inside. Now, interestingly, as much as I love her book and I love her content, my ego, the ego in me, really put up a fight. I'm two pages in and all of a sudden I feel what I describe always as the hot burn that flows through my body when I, the ego part of me, feels jealous. It's the same series of sensations that I would experience whenever I'd see my college boyfriend talking to another girl, like literally any girl. The same sensations as when this former male colleague of mine would get assigned an interview that the ego in me wanted, or... Same sensations as when a woman who the ego part of me didn't think was as talented as me got a new job that I didn't think she deserved, I being, you know, that ego part, right? And I bring this up because jealousy is another way that we dim our light. And I get that now. And for a long time, I was just like a little green monster, mad, mad, angry, jealous, of, of so many things. And those feelings, they obviously they still creep in, but now I'm like, oh, I, I know what's happening here. I see this. Let's like get this in check. But in the instance of the book, consciousness, awareness within me really noticed that the ego got all fired up with this like, it's not fair story at first. I'm like, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychologist with a degree like Dr. LaPera. People are going to listen to her. People do listen to her. She has 3 million Instagram followers. She got this book published. You know, I know this stuff that she's sharing. I'm, I live this. I practice this, but I don't have credentials. So no one's going to like listen to me the way they listen to her. Right. So then like the story builds, your thought explosion kind of goes on to its own little, it like creates a life of its own. And so I did what any normal person would do when they're feeling this way. I got on Instagram. <laughs> And I started scrolling because, you know, the thoughts that I was having made me uncomfortable. And instead of sitting in presence and awareness and like feeling the feelings and letting them flow, I reached for the nearest distraction, my phone. And one of the first things that I see when I reach for my phone as I start to scroll is that this friend of mine, a super talented 
former radio host who just stepped away from her job to pursue happiness for herself. I mean, how amazing is that, right? I see a post that she's made and I start to feel the hot burn of jealousy again. I was trying to distract myself, but no, my ego is like on fire. So I, I, it wants to feel, the, it's clinging. It wants that burn. And so I feel the hot burn of jealousy because I see that she's launched a podcast. And immediately the ego in me is like, oh, that's competition. <laughs> and now the thinking, autopilot thinking mind and the ego are lockstep in this loop of thoughts, fueling, validating the initial limiting belief, light dimming scenario that I shared with you where like, I feel like I'm not worthy of being seen and that therefore anyone else who is seen must be a threat to that. And now I'm cycling this inner narrative, which I think so many people carry about how there isn't enough to go around. Like somehow you could never be as good or as successful because of someone else. No, excuses, stories, limiting beliefs, playing small, shrinking down, dimming the inner light, ego, 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 shh. I mean, does this ever happen to you? Have you ever noticed this? Can you think back on an experience where this happens? And then you're just all of a sudden, you're just like, well, might as well say forget it. I suck. No one likes me. Take my ball and go home now. And if the answer is yes, that's awareness. And you're out of autopilot mode. And that's a good thing. And for me, I am often finding myself straddling both experiences at once right now. Autopilot reactions, like I just described, while simultaneously harnessing the power of the conscious mind where I feel the hit that the ego is looking for, while also separating from that part as the awareness is like, oh honey, it's okay. There isn't a real problem here other than these thoughts. And that's when you get in there and you get to work. You pilot the brain plane with some deep breaths do some rain, which we've talked about before, including recognizing that someone else's achievements do not prevent you from having your own. And then you ask some questions, which I've told you about, and I learned through the work from Byron Katie. In this instance, it would be like, is it true that someone else's success means I can't have my own? Is it true that no one will care about what I have to say? Is it true that no one will listen to me? Is it true that no one sees me? No, 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 it's not true. And then you ask, who would I be without that thought? Well, I'd be a person enjoying a book. I'd be a person enjoying a friend's podcast and a decision to choose happiness for herself. And I'd just be a person with a heck of a lot more inner peace. this week's call to action is just to identify where you're dimming your light, where you're playing small, and then make an effort to shine bright. So when it comes to figuring out where you dim your light and play small, maybe you know it right away. 
give it some thought. Do you do some sort of default method like I described at the beginning of the episode where the ego just grabs onto declarations of inadequacy? Oh, I already know I'm going to suck at this. <laughs> Are you constantly apologizing? Is the way you picture yourself in your own mind playing into a limiting belief about not being enough, not being worthy of being seen? I meant what I said earlier about all of us vowing to practice being bright. So one of the ways we can do that, let's agree here and now that we're going to accept compliments with thank yous. That's it. Thank you. Let's vow to practice letting the ego know that it's not true when it tries to pump your head full of thoughts that you're less than or better than, right? Because we all just are. And we all are more than enough. No need to dim the light. We can all shine bright. I really want to hear from you. So find me on Instagram at socially responsible, just like the name of the podcast. And please, in gratitude for liking what you hear, take a moment to leave a review, subscribe, and share. Socially responsible, living from the inside out.